Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 116 of the Say Hey Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Doug Hayes. It is January 5th, 2024. Sitting in for Say Hey Rob is Say Hey Brooks. Happy New Year, brother. How's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Trade. Say Ray Pod, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Man, good, to see you. good to be on with you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We'll stick with Say Hey. I think yeah. it's, <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah, it's good, man. Obviously, yeah, we have a big trade to talk about tonight. Um, but uh, first time on in a few weeks, Rob Rob couldn't go tonight. So the always reliable Brooks Newton sitting in for, for Rob tonight. Appreciate you coming on last minute, man. I try. I try in these trying times. Um, you know, at least someone's out there doing something. Farhan, I mean, Doug, sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, you just took a nice drive down to uh, – Yoshi Land, or should I say o- Otani Land? What, what do they call it these days? Uh, they call that Wolverine Land down there right now. Ooh, the, that's right, baby. As many battle. of you know, as many of you know, I am a diehard Michigan Wolverine fan, and I got the blessing of going down to Pasadena this week with my uh, longtime Wolverine buddy. Shout out Josh Ferris, and uh, got to go. Uh, to the Rose Bowl and got to see Michigan squeak out an overtime win over the great Nick Saban in Alabama and playing for a national championship on Monday. Dude, it's been... Your heart must have been <laughs> pumping like crazy every play, man. That was, it was a great game. It You know, it, it wasn't clean. There are a lot of uh, sloppy plays on both sides, including Michigan, of course. But um, you know what? At, that, at this point of the year, you take whatever you can to win and... Um, Man, it's been it's been crazy because we've been waiting a long time for this. So exciting week to be a Michigan fan for sure. And not many can say that they uh, beat Nick Saban's, you know, Crimson Tide in a college playoff format. That's pretty, pretty nuts. Not many man. at all. You're right. I mean, Clemson a couple times, and it's, it's outside of that, it's been about that. So yeah, uh, very much looking forward to Monday night. Michigan, Michigan, Washington, going to be a classic. So. Yes, I uh, definitely will be watching from Las Vegas, uh, somewhere on the Strip. Going to be out there on a work trip, and uh, should be a fun, fun timing to be out there. Um, So yeah, go go blue, as they say. Thanks, man. Not Dodger blue. Don't don't leave yet. Yeah, no, no, wrong. No, no, different, different blue. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's been a few weeks since we've been on two, and I had surgery on my left ear, like two and a half weeks ago so um it's uh yeah but you're I'm, all right i'm all right like all and right. all left no, I'm fine. <laughs> i am i'm literally all right i can't hear anything out of my left ear uh recovering doing pretty well uh but uh it was a pretty extensive surgery so glad, glad to be back on, on talking ball mend, man. yeah glad to be talking ball um so yeah breaking news and this kind of came out of nowhere today, and I'm going to let you have the floor after I say uh, the names because you have earned this, my friend. Oh boy! Um, but Giants made a big trade today, uh, acquiring 2021 Cy Young Award winner Robbie Ray 
from the Seattle Mariners in exchange for Mitch Haniger, who's going back to Seattle, and Anthony DiSclefani. Uh, the Giants will also be sending approximately $6 million to Seattle. Um, that is actually uh, about half of DiSclefani's salary this year. So, yeah, Ray for DiSclefani, Haniger, and some cash. And, Brooks, I'm going to let you have the floor on this one because – you know what to do. You know what to talk about here. This is impressive. Well, <laughs> you uh, you threw me off because you uh, you announced it in our group chat, and I was like, "What?" I thought you were just p- pulling my leg. You well, know? we've been doing that to each other, like, "Oh my god, guys!" And it's nothing. Every day, there's nothing to talk about, so we're just messing with each other. We're pulling up old tweets, but um, yeah, Doug said Brooks called this trade, and I'm like, "What? What is this now?" And uh, I saw the Jeff Passon report. And um, I don't know. I mean, back on December 22nd, I tweeted that I'm expecting the Giants to explore a weird trade with the Mariners, Robbie Ray for Mitch Haniger and a mid-level prospect. Did not get that part right. It was Anthony DiSclefani instead, in which I actually thought the Giants would need to pony up a little bit of, you know, a Ryan Murphy, like someone with upside for the Mariners. For the, I thought young. This, yeah. yeah, I thought this was going to be uh, something along those lines. Um, but I don't know what it was. I think the timing late December, um, Yamamoto signed with the Dodgers. It was just like, it was looking bleak for the giants to, who knows, maybe they'll still find their way to get a top flight free agent that's remaining. Who knows? Um, but I, I just started doing some research and looking into what players might be available. And obviously, no one's uh, shocked that somebody like Mitch Haniger would be in a trade comp because the Giants, what do they have too much of? Outfielders. Outfielders. Outfielders like Mitch Haniger that don't really have a position, really. Um, so it was. Uh, it just made a lot of sense to me. And um, I guess the fact that <laughs> Jerry DePoto of the uh, Mariners and Farhan Zaidi of the Giants are like best friends at this point because they make, I swear, like 12 trades a year, I feel like. Um, <laughs> it's not always, you know, this is obviously the biggest magnitude trade that they've sure. matched up on, but it's always like Mike Ford, Donovan Walton, like these smaller types. Um, and uh, yeah, just so- something for whatever Tom reason. Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That was like three weeks ago. Yeah. The original Tom Murphy <laughs> deal, right? No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was, Doug. Just something spoke to me, and I just – I don't do a lot of these trade comps, um, but this one just made a lot of sense to me. And uh, it ended up on They Already Knew, which is, uh, I guess – Pretty big, pretty on, big count. <laughs> shows up on ESPN and stuff like that, so a lot of people are uh, having fun with this one. It's nice to actually have, like, nice flooded, – flooded of nice tweets – not like what the hell's matter with you? This sucks. It's all like, hey man, great call. All that, and it's just funny because you get one of these right every once in a while, and people just they react. What are the lottery numbers? It's just funny. Brooks had seven hundred and sixty-two thousand tweets that were very similar to it. This is the closest one to the no, I'm playing seven sixty-two. No, <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah. No, this was uh, it was funny though because when I saw the names, and you know, for like the last uh, almost two months now. Like during this time of year, I'll turn on the notifications from like the big guys, you know, Passan, Morosi, yeah, sure. Robert Murray. And um, 
I I got that, and the first thing I saw was Giants and Robbie Ray, and I was just like, oh. And then I, I, I you know, I, at this point, you know, even like, and I have I've even admitted to myself sometimes. Sometimes I'll rush to things, and I'll and I don't I don't mean to be that guy, but I, yeah, get excited sometimes, but. Um, so I, I skimmed through the rest of the tweet and I saw Hanniger was involved and I'm like, I'm like 99% sure like Brooks, uh, had this conversation like with us, like it, like in the private group chat and tweeted it out. Like these names were involved. And so I was like, I said, Oh my God, guys, like this is not a drill. Brooks nailed this trade. And of course, like I said, because we bullshit with each other all the time, like, guys, check it out. And it's nothing. But like, yeah. I was like, I, I wanted to say, like, this is not a drill in caps. And then I put the tweet in there. So, but yeah, yeah that was funny. So, um, let's talk about it because the Giants are, are getting um, a lot with this in regards of talent, health, money. Um, so, Let's just start off with this basic thought. Like, why does this trade work for the Giants? And, and I'll, you can have that first, and I'll go off of that as well. Well, um, to kind of go backwards on the outgoing pieces, you got Anthony DiSclefani, who his tenure will always go down as a very weird time with the Giants. Um, <clears throat> and the weirdness started when they re-signed him. Um, he had a great 2021, we all know. Mm-hmm. But... When they brought him back, um, they they signed him almost instead of Kevin Gosman, and it was a cheaper option for them. And again, Di Sclafani was really, really good in 2021. Had a tough time with the Dodgers, but everybody else he nailed um, in those matchups. And he had the wrist surgery and the phantom wrist surgery that like no one knew about, and then they came out late, and all the beat writers were confused about it. So um, weird times. So and then 2023 season, Anthony comes back, gets injured again, out for the year. It was just like, is this really happening? Like, man, what a what a horrible signing this ended up being is what kind of the consensus is, um, especially if you take into consideration who they didn't sign. There was a lot of good, talented players that were in the offseason after the 2021 season that they passed on, including Kevin Gosman. Um, even Logan Webb was texting Kevin Gosman every day. Hey man, did you hear anything? But I, I didn't think he was coming back. I knew, I knew said Logan Webb in an article, right? <laughs> so, um, it, if you look at it like that, moving on from Anthony DiSclefani, um, someone that they don't really have a lot of, you know, odds of it being a reliable, uh, option. Term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of, can you give us 130 to 150 innings? Probably yeah. not, right. Um, and uh, the other piece we mentioned earlier, Mitch Haniger is just in a glut of outfielders that um, some that they just want to give playing time to and some that they have to give playing time to, like Michael Conforto. Uh, you know, Mike Yastrzemski and Austin Slater are back, right? So so it, it was already looking tough to find playing time for even Mitch Haniger. That means guys like Luis Matos are going to be in AAA, Wade Meckler. Um, so going back to it, um, those pieces definitely always felt and still feel like they make sense to be expendable pieces for the Giants. Um, the Mariners, obviously, on the surface, you look at a swap of this 2024 money, right? 
it's almost exact swap. It's Even, an, yeah. Uh, it's a neutral because the Giants uh, are kicking in $6 million, right? So the amount that they're paying Hanniger and DiScofani goes to the uh, Mariners, and the Giants are going to go ahead and pay for Robbie Ray's 2024, same amount of money. And, yeah, at first glance, you're like, wait, this guy's not even going to pitch until after the All-Star break. Coming, va- coming back from Tommy John, yes, you can have a strong career after Tommy John, but you know the first couple months you're kind of working back you're getting up to speed. You're not going to go out and deal seven innings right away. You know, you're going to be, it's going to be July and August and they're going to be slow playing them and all that stuff. So it's, it's kind of a weird situation and I'll, I'll throw it back to you in, in one second here, but the fact that he has a chance to opt out after the 2024 season concludes, uh, which would be passing up basically two years, 50 million yeah. for the 25, 26 season. So I think it's a weird situation for the Giants because, I mean, the only way I can see him opting out is if he just is very unhappy with the Giants. Um, if What's he going to show in two months, right? So, um, And if he opts in, pretty affordable for a guy who uh, is definitely a very accomplished, always hitting 200 strikeouts per year, former Cy Young winner. Anyway, so, so that's the long-winded version of – um, it's really still confusing. You asked me how it works for both. I really don't know what the Giants want here. Do they want him to stick around and pay him $50 million, or are they hoping he leaves and all they did was just get rid of some money? I, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm going to go into my long-winded answer, of course, but like to sum up my thoughts on it, um, I, I think it absolutely – I don't know if it adds wins to 2024 per se, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I, that, I'm, that's how I'm kind of summing it up as. But like you say, like, and, and to go into more specifics about Hanniger and DiSclefani, especially Hanniger, you hit it on the head. There's a bevy of outfielders. They have guys that are there that are more, you know, reliable when it comes to injuries. Plus they have, you know, not just one, but a, a handful of these guys, young guys that are going to play this year. So they needed to get rid of someone. Um and, and it made sense to do him because he's under control through, I believe, 25, I believe, um, for Mitch Haniger. And then, you know, DiSclefani, even though the Giants could really use, and again, hopefully they're they're not done, could use some more starting pitching depth. Like, to from going to, like you mentioned, a great 2021, getting the three-year deal, the last two years he's made a handful of starts. And going into this year, we didn't know what we're going to get. I mean, he's approaching his mid-30s now. Uh, and even before he got to San Francisco, Anthony DiScafani was just an injury-prone machine. Mm-hmm. Um, you you were able to deal him. And although you're paying half his salary this year, it's, it's $6 million. Like, at, at the grand scheme of things, it's not that much. So you get rid of two guys that, like, were they really going to be beneficial to the Giants in 2024? that's left to be seen. It's not even left to be seen now, but like it was a question mark. Now you get a guy in return. Of course. Yes. He's going to be out until probably July ish. Um, But when he's healthy on the mound, very much high end, he's kind of, I mean, an easy comp for giants fans to me. It's like, he's kind of like Carlos Rodon. I mean, he throws hard um, high K guy can have some command issues, can give up the long ball, but 
Um, when Robbie Ray's on, he's he's one of the better pitchers in in baseball. He's really good. And if the Giants find a way to make a couple more moves and they're still in this thing come July and August and guys are healthy. And I know we have to say that all the time. That's the caveat with the Giants. But if if the top three are healthy and that's Webb, Cobb and Ray um, and factor in, maybe Kyle Harrison's having a strong full season like that's a pretty damn good rotation. But again, we have to get to that point. And who knows what the Giants are going to have to do up then because they're not going to have Robbie Ray for the first three, three and a half months right. of the season. So, um, yeah, that's the frustrating part. But I think overall, I, I know I'm going on here, but I think overall this this is like, I don't think this is a risky trade. I really don't. People are saying this is a risk. This is a really big risk. It's like, one, this is kind of like, a bigger one for Farhan. That's why I'm kind of like shocked by it. But at the end of the day, the only reason that Robbie Ray opts out at the end of the year is because he had about 10, 11 starts in the last two plus ish months where he was absolutely dominant. And he's like, Hey, I'm only what? 31, 32. I can go get another three, four year deal and get paid 30 million a year. Other than that, you're going to get a guy again, if healthy for the next two years after this year, that can be a mainstay as possibly like your number three in this rotation. He's a, he'd be a damn good number three healthy. He's, he's a number one on a couple teams in, in major league baseball. So I agree. like, yeah, Robbie Ray's a good pitcher. We just yeah. got to get him healthy. Um, so um, yeah, I, I think overall, this is, this was a, a, a great trade for the giants. In my opinion, you got rid of two guys that whatever. And um, this is a, you know, this is a, ballsy trade even though i don't think it's like too risky i like it yeah no Ed, all your points um I'll, I'll top it off with a couple other thoughts that kind of crept up um so i think the the reason why the mariners would want to move on is um they're they're kind of at a weird time in their franchise and their spending they um are where they I think they are just doing whatever it takes to assuming that Robbie Ray isn't healthy enough to opt out. He's not going to do better than 50 million, whatever it is. Um, then I think they're they're trying to save money there um, because they just admit that you know that wasn't the right deal for the Mariners, whatever, right? They just have so much pitching. If you look at the Mariners, they just have tons of starting pitchers. And uh, who knows, maybe this clears room for them to make a run at um, some of the remaining free agents because, you know, they can honestly say, hey, we don't have that money on, on the books for 25 and beyond. Right. Um, but the one thing here is like, let's just pretend Mitch Hanniger does not opt out after this upcoming season. He is owed 15 million uh, in 2025. So um, the Giants really, if you look at it, they are going to essentially pay Robbie Ray uh, $50 million for two years, but they're going to basically get $15 million back of that. That would have gone to Mitch Haniger. So you're looking at $35 million bucks for Robbie Ray, if you want to look at it that way. Um, so two years, 35 is actually, that's pretty pretty good deal for a guy of Robbie Ray's caliber. I agree. There's no indication that he was... Um, slipping in terms of his stuff, command, um, velocity, any of that stuff. He just, like many starting pitchers in the game, 
he got his elbow messed up from a long time of mileage and just innings and all the strikeouts and all that stuff. Um, so Robbie Ray is, uh, you would hope, would return to form. He's only 32. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys that are older in the game that are pitching pretty well and Verlander and, and those types. Um, so you kind of hope that, yeah, get this Tommy John out of the way. You're back on the mound. Um, you're not opting out the Giants. I think hope he sticks around because, like I said, 35 million bucks for that guy for two years is a steal. If he's giving you anything close to a two or three war, uh, you know, number two pitcher, like, like I agree. Like I understand what Farhan means where they envision him being like a number two in their rotation. That the problem is, is that that <laughs> maybe this is a good segue into it, Doug, is that that means they're probably not going to get another starting pitcher of the top remaining. Now I'm, I'm talking about even trading. They're not going to trade for, yeah, why not? You know, they're not going to trade for a Dylan Cease, I don't think. I don't think they're going to pony it up. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to have Robbie Ray and Alex Cobb coming back after the All-Star break or, you know, earlier for Cobb. But that's going to be their um, their shining star that they're going to point to and say, hey, look, guys, we got Webb, Robbie Ray, and Alex Cobb. We don't need to get any other top pitchers <laughs> so that uh, what, what do you think doug uh, is that yeah i i and I, and i'll continue on that i just want to say this one last point sure sure yeah. um the the only guaranteed contracts for 2025 and i know rob and i and you and i have talked about it here 2025 guaranteed that's like not options like that year is guaranteed to be Ooh. on the giants taylor rogers 12 million logan webb 12 million and jung hu lee 16.8 million in 2025 so that's what about $40 million. So the giants definitely could, uh, you know, add money later on. This is like taking on a contract in the NBA, you know, it's like, except they didn't give up. The great thing is, is like, I would understand if there were some like disappointment in this, if the giants gave up even like, like you predicted, like a, a mid tier prospect, mm-hmm. um, like, because you don't know, with that, and here I am kind of contradicting my belief in, hey, trade the prospects, because I am all about trading the prospects. But right, right. the Giants gave up two injury-prone vets that are already into their 30s. Um, You know, they really didn't give up much capital here. That's I, why I think this trade makes a lot of sense. Um, right. If they would have, like, traded away uh, Carson... Uh, Wisenhunt. Yeah, Wisenhunt, yeah. like, all the Carsons. If they would have just traded <laughs> Carsons for this guy, I think you and I would have been like... What? Oh gosh! Yeah. This, I mean, sure, Robbie Ray when he's at his best, he's great. But man, that I no. feel like they could have done something. To, so what, what they gave knows? up? Yes, what they gave up. I totally agree. It's fine. Um, we're talking about more to come, right? Um, you know, yeah. So let's talk about it. I mean, to start this season, obviously Cobb's not going to be ready to go right away. Obviously, Robbie Ray is not going to be ready to go until. You know, we'll just say summer um, yep. because and, and I think it's it's important to note that he was injured, I believe, in the first start of the season um, this last year in April. I don't know if you want to look that up and double check his, for me. But I'm pretty sure it was his surgery was on May 3rd. So, yeah, because right, April. so mm-hmm. early May. And then I, I believe he had like a second opinion or whatever, because it's early in the season. I mean, this isn't like, hey, we need to shut him down. Let's mm-hmm. make sure this was, uh, you know kind of a co-ace up in Seattle with Luis Castillo. Um, And then, yeah, I believe in early May. So 
I mean, we're already coming up on eight months post-surgery. And I read uh, today, I may be wrong on this. I don't know if it was Ken Rosenthal or Andrew Baggerly. One of the guys said he's already throwing from 90 feet. So he's already playing catch. And I know this is a long process. Um, but I mean, and, and I am no doctor by any means. So, but, I'm just, But I'm just like, hey, I mean, we're still, you know, three months away from you know, the first week or two of baseball, maybe, maybe if everything goes right and trends, right, maybe he can be back in mid to late June somehow. Cause that would be like 13 months. I mean, that's fairly long after uh, the surgery, but I don't know. Um, back to my original point. I'm thank sorry. you, doctor. Thank you. Thank you. No Cobb, no Ray. So we're looking at Logan Webb, you know, uh, Kyle Harrison, possibly Keaton Wynn, possibly Tristan Beck, possibly Kaiway Tang, Am I missing anyone? Ross Stripling? Like, the, these are the guys we're looking at that are going to get some time probably as starters outside of, for sure, Webb and, I would say, Harrison. Um, the, Gi- the Giants pitching depth for the first month or so is going to be really low. It's and, low. And unproven, you know, yeah, even, even, a Trist- even a Tristan Beck, you don't know what you're going to get with these guys because they haven't really been used in a consistent way. So if you're ax- you're, you're asking him – Tristan Beck or Keaton Wynn to do something that they kind of haven't really done before because this is not Gabe Kapler's team anymore. It is Bob Melvin's team. He might have a different way. You know, he and Farhan will get together and kind of plan it out how they want to use the rotation, especially in lieu of these injuries. Um, And, you know, building up some of the, you know, Hey, let's audition. Let's just have a nice little science experiment for the 2024 season. We'll, give all these random, you know, minor league guys a chance to get some innings. And then if it doesn't work out or whatever, we'll weed out the ones that didn't work out and we'll replace you with Alex Cobb and Robbie Ray and stuff like that. You know, it's just kind of funny. It's like, why are we not saying, hey, um, Robbie Ray, you're going to be the fifth or sixth starter after we picked up two more starting pitchers from this, you know, like one top guy, like one Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery and one mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman. And at the mm-hmm. end, you have guys that are, you know, you have one guy that's going to be long, around for a long time, whoever it is, Snell, Montgomery, whatever. And you have another guy that's going to be around for a couple of years and Robbie Ray is going to be around for a couple of years. And you have all these other young uh, pitchers that, hey, you can trade them, you can figure it out. Just start stacking talent uh, on the team as much as you can. As much as you can. I'm not saying get every – like, I know yeah. how the Giants operate. They can't get a lot of players. They just don't want to be Giants. Like, I understand. But I think, like, a Marcus Stroman could be in there. Like, I do see that. And one more trade idea, and I'll toss it back to you. Um, this one I've been hoping would uh, work out for the Giants because they need pitching. And they need innings. And they need somebody, not the sexiest name, but I think – Taiwan Walker from the Phillies mm. left off their postseason plans innings from last year. Yeah, he's definitely good for 170 um, out there. And yeah, he would get a boost going from Citizens Bank Park to Oracle Park. Sure. But True. why would why would the Phillies entertain trading him? Well, it would be for a contract swap for Michael Conforto. The money would be a complete wash for 2024. Does this sound familiar? And then he would be, uh, I think, two years, 36 uh, for two more years of Taiwan Walker, and the Phillies get out of that money. The Giants have a 
arm that Four they can throw in there. Yeah. So yeah, this is just my other spitball trade idea. Where uh, do they need Michael Conforto, Doug? Probably not. Do they need a starting pitcher that can throw 160, 170 innings? Yeah. Well, and and we're talking about like no, nobody's talking about how much pressure now is on Kyle Harrison to succeed. Like we we got to be honest. The number the the other like start like reliable starting option is going to be Ross Stripling, who's coming off arguably his worst season in his career, where the guy mid season is saying, "I'm absolutely opting back in because I am just not throwing <laughs> well this year." I mean, that's a true story. And yep. so it's Logan Webb, who you, God please stay healthy. Um, and then after that, it's maybe Ross Stripling. And then, like, Kyle Harrison, at worst, at worst, will be your third option. And this is a kid who came up last year, didn't throw a ton of innings in the in the minors because they limited him to four or five innings max. Mm-hmm. And then um, he came up, and they were kind of still, you know, a little careful with him. I mean, he, he started opening up late, but it's like he's, he's 22 years old. Um, he's their highest-rated prospect. And – I. I just think that unless unless the Giants are just like, hey, we're going to like full on go in on Kyle Harrison and he's going to be like our number two guy right behind Logan Webb to begin the season. Um, man, I don't know. Like, I, I think this rotation, at least to start the year, is in so much more trouble than it was last year. And that's why I've been joking about it, like with you guys in the chat, like, do not be surprised if we see a reunion somehow with Sean Maniah coming back. I, and I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm just saying just be on the lookout that maybe he gets like two years, I don't know, $30 million to like come back and be like, hey, yeah. like we, we have this uh, money um, that we're not using. And it's kind of the same situations last year where we kind of just threw it at you and Hanniger and Conforto. And like, <laughs> because we couldn't get Correa, we couldn't get judge shout out and, Rob <laughs> dude. But I mean, he's not wrong. And it's like, I, I don't know. I could completely see a Sean reunion just because they need to add cheap depth. And because after, like we've said, after Harrison and stripling, it's a bunch of question marks. Like we don't know if Tristan Beck can be in that rotation as a mainstay. They, you know, brought up Kaiway Tang, I believe. I I may be wrong. I believe they protected him this year in the rule from the rule five. And so he has to be on that active roster and he's gonna no, be this year's Sean Jelly. I, you know, like it's no no, he yeah, he's just on the 40. That's that's it. Okay, okay, he, okay. He can just Apologies. go as he pleases. He'll be but, up and down from triple A and stuff. But he's he's gonna get some innings this oh, year. Yeah. Um that's gonna happen. So yeah. He's actually the yeah. only 40-man option uh, starting pitcher in AAA right now. Um, okay, okay. It's just kind of funny um, when you look at it. You're like, oh, okay. So, And, uh, you know, the, you know, we were talking about Keaton Wynn, and, and I don't want to, you know, people probably yell at me for saying this, but, like, Logan Webb was a fourth-round pick, and they got amazing results from him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Keaton Wynn, fifth-rounder, right? Um, you got these guys that are – you know, some are going to uh, just blow those, uh, you know, projections out of the water and some are going to kind of be what they are and stuff. It just really hurts you when you have like a Will Bednar who's just going nowhere. He's injured. He's just first round pick. Like you get a first round starting pitcher who can't come up and give you that exciting, hey, we don't need anybody else. We got our guy coming up. Um, Harrison was that guy. He's up here now. 
Um, and yeah, they have a lot of exciting players, Mason Black and Carson Wisenhunt. And draft position is is not doesn't mean anything, right? But it's just kind of funny when you look at some of their the, the ones that you're supposed to nail, you know, hey, first round. But, but uh, you're right. Like the Will Budnar one hurts. I mean, that was their 20, 21 uh, first round pick, yeah, I believe. 2021. Yeah. And so, I mean, let's just obviously we don't know anything, but let's just project like he stays healthy. Like he's in Sacramento probably now and maybe flirting with time in the big leagues this year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's three years. So yeah, it's going to be 24. In yeah. The start of the year. He, he, he exactly. He'd just be a little older than Harrison, but on the same timeline almost. So, yeah. And we'll see. Uh, the future is still, you know, bright. Sure. For him, I'm sure. sure. But, but it just goes to show the, that's, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Just the pieces yeah. that they are going to rely on. That's my whole point is that, you know, you, you kind of get a little worried when it's Tristan Beck, Keaton Wynn. Yeah. Slam dunks. They will yeah. not fail. It's like, actually, they're still growing. They still have a lot of, uh, you know, flaws in their game and that they're going to have to refine. Um, so, yeah, we could go in the weeds on, on all that. But yeah, let's just pull back a little bit and kind of look again, you know, from the big picture lens. It's yeah. like and we're, we said this, last, like getting Jung Hu Lee overpaid for him, but like he's going to be an everyday player and he's had probably going to. Gonna, yeah, he's probably going to benefit this Giants team, though. But what did we say? The caveat was they got to do more. You know, the Robbie Ray trade, it makes a lot of sense for the Giants. You're not going to see him until the summer at some point. Um, and, you know, if things are healthy later on, like, it benefits the Giants. Robbie Ray's a good pitcher, a really good pitcher when he's on the bump. But you got to do more. Like, and stu- more has to happen this offseason. Um, this is a huge offseason. We can't. Like, this is year six of this regime, people. Like, we can't just keep going, well, you know, the, the next year and keep missing out on guys. And uh, we didn't even really talk about positional players today. We're just talking about the rotation. And, yeah. um, I mean, there's still obviously some big-name free agents out there. There's still Blake Snell. There's still Jordan Montgomery. There's Shoda Imanaga, um, who, you know, has been linked to the Giants, I guess, a little bit. But we, we always know to take that with a whole gallon of salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they just acquired a lefty. Those are all three lefties that I just, I'm pretty sure Imanaga is a lefty, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he's lefty. So um, who knows? And so uh, is Manaya. You were talking about. And so is Sean Manaya. That's true. That's maybe the. It might but, be too left. No. But <laughs> so left in San Francisco. So left. Um, but yeah, I, is this, and in, in, in you were talking before you came on, like this is, this feels like something that's setting up for another big move in the upcoming days from the Giants. <laughs> Well, you know, when you look at <laughs> some things that are uh, tweeted out that um, aren't very uh, promising, don't give you the warm fuzzies, though. Yeah, please but, please uh, go into this. I, for, I almost forgot about this, but go ahead. NBC Sports, Alex Pavlovich, he tweeted that Farhan Zaidi said, Giants will continue to look to add to starting staff, either in free agency or trade, although he does not sound as focused on top of market. That was just a big gut punch to all the Giants fans. Like, hey, Robbie Ray could be like a nice compliment to, oh, you're saying that was, oh, you're saying that. You're that the number two, the bud. Pitch. Yeah, he, he went on to say, he said, Giants view Robbie Ray as an ideal number two to Logan Webb at the top of rotation when he's back. When he's back. Doug, I want to just mention the Robbie Ray thing. Everything that you and I mentioned, we're excited about Robbie Ray being a Giant. In 2025 and 2026, the idea of him being around 
having a fresh start without that TJ is what we are really, if we want to be realistic here, that's what we as a fan should be looking forward to. Not about what he can do this year. And, you know, you could go as far as, you know, getting him to return. And then if it doesn't go well in 2025, you're trading him, whatever. Let's not go that far into it. But what I'm seeing the Giants do here is they have to replace innings or rotation spots from two guys, Ross Stripling and Alex Cobb, who after this year are no longer, you know, they're, they're going to be free agents. And I'm not sure I see Cobb getting a 37-year-old deal with the Giants. I don't know. Uh, Ross Stripling, you know, probably his last year with the Giants. So they needed at least some stability for the 2025 rotation and beyond. So so that's what we should be excited about. Not so much about how it works into this year. If anyone's expecting big results from Robbie Ray this year, just pump the brakes and yeah. hope that he's already in a great situation. Every pitcher's doing amazing. Robbie Ray, go ahead and be in the fifth spot. Just, you know, relax, buddy. Keep working back from that arm surgery. Let's go. Um, so that would be the ideal situation for the Giants. But um, going back to your main point, I just had to throw that in there because I'm like, it's 2025 for Robbie Ray that we should be really looking at. Um, but where do the Giants – they should be pivoting and signing um, just talent as much as they can right now. And Deal with makes, the depth later. I know. And they're already uh, – they're up to uh, almost $200 million in estimated luxury tax payroll. And 237 is the lowest uh, penalty threshold. So you're just like, what are you going to do with that final 30 million? Like, are you going to spread it out on two players, like a Stroman for 15 and this other guy for 15? And there you go. There's your 30. Or are they going to go and try to get one big guy? You, you know, you bring up a point. It's like, if if we're look if the Giants are coming off an NLC like it say this say it's 2022 they come off 107 wins, you know they're they're in NLDS and they lose to a really good Dodgers team in five games. They come in, they bring in Robbie Ray in the offseason going in 2022. Say the same situation, he's gonna be out till you know July August whatever. Mm-hmm. Tommy John, you know you're like oh that's okay. Well we're looking forward to 2023 with Robbie Ray, but when you look at the big picture of the situation of this team, when it's year six, again, year six of this regime, we were coming off a back-to-back letdown years after a, a great anomaly year in 2021. Like, no, this team needs to start being serious now, because if we go another year, then it's like, well, you know, like we can't trust Bob Melvin. We can't trust, trust Farhan Zaidi. That's already on the rocks with a lot of fans. We can't trust this ownership again on the rocks with a lot of uh, fans. It's like they need to be serious in the next whatever, several weeks before spring training about improving the team for 2024 because I'll tell you what, overall, this team is still mediocre on paper. It's still not super exciting to watch. And if all you do this offseason is Jung-Hoo Lee and Robbie Ray, who's not going to be available for six more months probably, that's not good enough, dude. I'm sorry. Like you got to be serious about this year because of what has happened the last couple years. Change the way you do things and take winning seriously. At least the Dodgers didn't get better. I mean, <laughs> no, what a horrible offseason they've Sorry, had. Sorry, what? But I mean, you know what I mean. It's like it, yeah. it, 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 history matters, and you're coming off of the last couple years where 
you've tried to play it safe. You tried to double down on what happened to work three seasons ago. Cautious. Very cautious. Very cautious, cautious, cautious. Yeah. And you know what? Like, this is, even though, again, I said at the beginning of the episode, I don't see this trade as, like, a huge risk. But, like, I respect it because I feel like the Giants are better after this trade, even though it won't help until later in the season. But it could very much help the next two years. I get that. But it's like you got to do more than this. Do more than this. Take some freaking risks and get this team better. If things don't work out because you went down swinging and you made a huge move that you thought would benefit the team, even now that's not benefiting you down the road, whatever, I'll respect that. Stop tippy-toeing around and get this team better. Now. I mean – you you can argue that they got worse in this trade in the interim because if you know if you look at what Mitch Haniger can do when he's healthy, he's proven that he's sure. been able to have 26 homers, 15, 39. Like he he's had good success at times. We all know his issues with staying healthy and everything like that. But the fact that they haven't addressed his absence yet. Yes, sure. There's Wade Meckler and there's uh, even Brett Wisely. You can throw him out there too. They have a lot of options for the outfield, but they don't have a guy. There's not someone that's like going to completely kill it out there. Like absolutely. Like Julio Rodriguez is out there. Don't worry. We're yeah. good. Jung Maybe he was supposed to be involved in that trade today. They forgot about it. <laughs> Actually, the Giants Julio Rodriguez in their system. I wish they would have traded uh, We don't, we don't yeah. want him. He's not even that good. Jerry DePoto's like, I just like uh, an extra Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, no, but you know what I'm saying, Doug. It's not like we shouldn't be doing cartwheels about this trade for how the Giants are going to be better right now. They are worse right now because they don't have another – they have no right-handed power. In the immediate, and- yes. Except for Tom Murphy, of course. Um, no, I mean, they replaced basically Mitch Haniger and Joey Bart basically with Tom Murphy. Like the fact that those guys probably were going to play as much as Tom Murphy this year, right? Bart and Haniger were probably going to play as much as Tom Murphy this year. So there's your swap. But no, they need to address the offense the most. I think we have plenty of high upside starting pitchers. I'm not worried about Robbie Ray creating a problem in the rotation. The fact that he's not going to be around for three months, they can patchwork that all day. They can bring up Wisenhunt and say, go to town, buddy. You you are progressing way better than Kyle Harrison has. It's it's the guys in the field. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying with Kyle Harrison, like they had yes. a baby him up here. Wisenhunt's ready to go. He had to deal with his injury too, but like, yeah. um, you know, so yeah, they a lot riding on the young guys. If they don't add on, like you can't have Luciana go out there and all of a sudden be like, "Hey, can you just fast forward through your development and just be amazing now?" Like that guy should still be, I think, developing at the double AA, A, triple A level because of his age, because of his hype and all that. But they are kind of out of options, <laughs> and not, I don't want to say out of options. That's confusing. They're out of. Um, <laughs> They have no reason to it, not use Marco Luciano because he's on the forty. So, um, and he's the probably he's the best shortstop in the organization. And they never seem to give their guys any rope to to run with. So finally, do it with somebody. It's probably Luciano, right? So um, I know we're kind of crossing our, our ideas here, but it's just kind of like they had a starting pitcher option and a outfield option right now for the team and they just got rid of those guys to replace it with a guy who should be here in august like that right now you just created a kind of a new problem 
in the moment that we need to solve right now. That's what I see also. Yeah, I said it earlier. Like I, I agree with what you said. This doesn't. This move today doesn't really help the majority of 2024. I get it. Plus, Anthony Disclani is probably healthy. So, I mean, there's innings right there as long as he stays healthy. It doesn't matter if he's pitching well or not. He would have gotten innings in this Giants, you know, with the staff. Um, but I've been saying, too, and, and we can wrap in a minute, but um, this after what we've heard about, we're going to be aggressive. And and I'm not I'm not going to go say like, oh, the Giants made promises. They don't. But man, this ownership group, specifically, you know, Greg Johnson and Farhan, especially in the last year, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shut, and, and I mean that literally. Like you they talk too much. And we even saw in the Bob Melvin press conference, like um the whole break-even thing from Greg Johnson. And then like today's a great example. Farhan said, you know, we're not we we may be sh- uh pivoting away from adding top of the rotation. Like, like you don't need to make that public. I understand you want to give like your fans like and be honest with them and be real with them and tell them like what you guys are doing. But like, I look, I'm a diehard giants fan. I've been following this team very closely for realistically two, two decades plus. I don't need to know that stuff. You know, the, the things that you need to be saying to the public and to fans are, especially if you are saying, Hey, we're going to be aggressive. You need to deliver. And that means controlled ways, like make more trades make more trades and we've been saying i don't know why they're not making trades well and people that are saying they don't have what's that sorry strong trades like Like, significant trades trading for kyle farmer to be part of the utility mix is not a we did a trade doug (laughs) no 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 No, i i'm talking about significant stuff but at the end of the day it's like commit there's still no identity with this organization commit to the youth and say hey we're we're really we really trust our young guys coming up um we're going to be mixed in with our veterans that have been here, but we're really going to commit to this youth movement and we're going to give them opportunities. We're going to give them long leashes in 2024. And it may set us up where we don't have to make a ton of move at, moves externally for 2025. We're ready to go because we know what we have in this organization. You know what? Maybe we accept this year sucks, but at least we know going forward and, or be aggressive as hell way overpay for free agents and force trades that make your team better. Now it's just like, I feel like there's no identity still. I don't know what to expect the rest of the way. Like today could be the last move the giants make. I wouldn't be shocked or they could make a couple more and hopefully they're significant. And it's like, well, maybe they can compete for a wild card spot in 2024. So I don't, I don't know. Just shut up and just do your job. That's, that's, that's what I'm telling the front office. Just shut up. Yeah, it's uh, it's been kind of a time where we're just going, your words are empty. We don't even believe anything that they're saying. And the fact that they are saying these things about the future of the team and not being you know sure about the shopping at the top of the market while you have all these guys still available, no Cody kidding. Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell, and Jordan Montgomery are all not going to be giants because of who? Probably the giants because their unwillingness to say, Hey, everyone else is going to offer you X. I'm going to offer you X and let's add Plus about 30 10%. to 40%. <laughs> no, I, I'm yeah, going, whatever. I'm going yeah, farther. Sure. 
Sure. I'm going, hey, they're offering you, you know, 180. I'm saying we'll give you 240. Like, you need to – you know who really should have been a giant, if you really think about it? Instead of them messing with um, Yoshi and uh, Otani and stuff like that, if they would have just said, hey, Eduardo Rodriguez, you hmm. he signed for like 80-something million. If they like would offered 80, him, yeah. Yeah, 480, whatever. If they would have offered him 120 – I think 40 million bucks right there would be enough for him to go. All right, I'm going to the Giants. Sorry, D backs. You're cool and all, but I got to take that cheddar home to the family. And they could have had that guy. That's a solid three in a lot of rotations. And that's a guy that's, you know, he missed time. Uh, what was it last year, the year before? And it wasn't due to injury. Like, like he is, he's fairly healthy, I believe. So, I mean, yeah, this, uh, I get it though. I get what you're they, saying. They found a way. Uh, I'll, Tip the cap for them finding a way to bring, uh, you know, to get a guy like Robbie Ray without giving up a ton of prospects. Yep. I mean, any prospects. Any prospects. Um, but, like, I thought it would take, you know, at least a bad contract and a prospect, and it was even better. So uh, hats off to them for that. Um, yeah. Still question marks that go along with getting a guy like that. It's kind of like adding Kershaw right now. If we all added Kershaw, they'd be, oh, my God, they got Kershaw. But it's like, what are you getting? This guy is injured. I would say Robbie Ray, I, I like his position even more than – than where Kershaw's at in his career, obviously. But I'm just saying, I'm looking at guys that are actual available options for them to add. And it's, and I know the fans right now are going, why don't you add an, uh, Jorge Soler or Adam Duvall? Yeah, because they have too many DHs. They just got rid of because they have yeah, too many. DHs. They don't need it. Edie Martin. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Justin Turner. I already tried that one last year and everyone yelled at me for Justin Turner. Oh, what did he do? Uh, had an amazing year considering Aston. value. An amazing year yeah. for what they're paying. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, borderline DH, but like. I'd know, still love Teoscar Hernandez, his bat, for sure. Guess what? Guess what, Doug? Guess what Farhan said, and I believe him. He said. We have Elliot Ramos. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are we are comfortable going into the season with our outfielders that we have right now. It's like, why, why even say that? Is there some kind of leverage game or some agent was like, did you hear what Farhan said? He said they're comfortable. Maybe we should uh, meet their asking price, and all of a sudden they get Teoscar for cheaper. Is that like the dream, Doug? Is the dream to yeah, just t- say today's comments did did nothing good for Giants marketing? Horribly for, timed. For bringing in, yeah, it's just just let everyone go. Hey, Robbie Ray, like just pump him up. Just be like, hey, this guy won the Cy Young not four or five years ago. He just won it in twenty twenty one. Yeah, like that's amazing. Rob, say hey, Rob actually wrote a uh, most wanted article about last season. Yeah. I think it was after the 2021 season going into 2022 signed Robbie Ray and he was on the most wanted. And Farhan said that the giants were interested in him when he was, I'm like, how are you interested in him? When you, the, the report came out saying that they were all worried about the financials and the COVID and all that. So yeah, they're interested in him for what? One year, 18, like, what were you interested in? Anyways, I thought that was funny hearing that. Oh, you're interested in him, but you didn't call Kevin Gosman. Like, what is the deal here? But um, and we should talk to our boy Chris Corbett, who watched Robbie Ray deal for the Blue Jays and win that Cy Young. Um, there's a lot of excitement there of getting Robbie Ray. I don't want to downplay the fact that let's we're all negative at times. Yeah, we we do that. That's our reaction, it's our nature watching this organization over the years, but there could be a lot of upside with this Robbie Ray move. And that was kind of why I initially was kicking around that trade idea. Yeah. And the only reason I even put Hanniger in there 
instead of like a Conforto's because I'm like the Mariners would take Hanniger back because they like him. It's they like the Giants and Hunter Pence. They like him. They brought him oh. back, you know? So that was what made sense. And I, I'm i pretty sure uh, somebody in the front, org- front office said, hey, uh, hey, Farhan, take a look at this. <laughs> I hope, no. Oh, that's pretty good. I'll call Jerry right now. Hey, Jerry, what are you doing? You golfing? Okay, call me back. Um, Coming back, anyways. I'll uh, I'll wait three weeks until you call me back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I had a fun rambling on that. Uh, Brandon Woodruff. I'm sure everyone's looking for the Giants to do another injured guy. Please sign him. Like, you can only have so many of those. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the the only thing that could top this offseason, Doug, because they haven't signed any of these cl- close to any of the studs that they are, you know, that they've sought Linked after. To. Yeah. The only thing that could top this offseason is if somehow Larry or Greg or somebody, this is my mic drop, if they blame the fans for not going to the games is why they won't spend the money. <laughs> if that report comes out saying, well, you know, if attendance was better, then maybe we would be uh, willing to spend. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, if that comment comes out, please wake me up. Send the text, call me, whatever it takes. I need to hear this immediately because you're up at like five something in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> Every I'm day. an early riser. Yeah, that would that not be that would make the uh, you know, hey, you gotta just trust us, guys. Last year comment from from Larry Bear that would like multiply it by ten. The light bulb. Oh yeah, this but be because a- of because of that comment last year, like you know, that's not like crazy what you're saying <laughs> like, I, out of the realm of possibility there. I like the saying the quiet part out loud is going to happen and they're going to say it out loud. And oh my God, I hope this happens. I hope this I, happens. I need like Ann Killian or Susan to like write some stuff about it. I can't wait. Um, the Giants will end up in Vegas in five years. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> I think there'll be internet backlash and then people will still, you know, fill up 25,000 seats in a game and they'll be like, well, we're still going, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's crazy times, man. Um, a lot of a lot of good players left. I think the Giants are officially chopping out of the bargain bin. If they wanted to get Chapman, Snell, Bellinger, or Montgomery, they would have been Giants by now because they would have known their place. They've already figured it out. They can't they can't play dumb anymore, Doug. Last thing I'll say, they can't play dumb. Why? Because they overpaid for Jung Hoo Lee by about fifty mil. Everyone thought he's going to top out at like seventy five million, whatever. They already know their place in the the entire landscape of major league baseball and contracts and where, where players want to go and where they want to take discounts and where they need to go, uh, you know, and get their overpay. The giants are now that team. They figured it out and they have not overpaid for any of those top four guys yet. So maybe after this episode drops, we'll, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree they, that it will they happen. still won't. Um, they still won't. Eddie Rosario is available, I think. So they'll go get <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Four. Hey, he was really good in 2021, guys. Reese Hoskins, one year, $32 million. Jesus. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm just kidding. Let's get out of here. Brooks, thanks for uh, hopping on last minute, man. I appreciate it. Follow him on X at Brooks Newton if you want to uh, watch him rub the crystal ball and tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, follow on X and on Facebook, Jai's Chatter at Jai's Chatter. Um, Shout out, say, hey, Rob, we miss you. Have you back on soon. Come back, Rob. And uh, happy new year to everyone. 
and um, you know, selfishly, uh, not baseball related, go blue on Monday. And um, until next time, hopefully there's another move made before. Go Giants. Sign somebody. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. Say hey. Say who? Swinging at the plate. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. That Giants kid is great. Say hey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.